Hi, best friends. I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we will be discussing The Kiss Curse by Rachel Hawkins from the same room because Tabby is I feel like we're on an NPR episode sometimes, like the way we start that off, like and welcome it's very like to best friends book club we're so like rehearsed about it like maybe we're we very start prof- switching it up no no we're okay. so professional um <laughs> so the kiss curse was it was very surprisingly decent mm-hmm. it, like i was thrilled that it yeah. didn't suck because you guys know we weren't big fans of the x i wasn't vibing with it <laughs> let me go ahead and read the back of the book it says gwen jones is perfectly happy with her life in graves glen She, her mom, and her cousin have formed a new and powerful coven. She's running a successful witchcraft shop, something wicked, and she started mentoring some of the younger witches in town. As Halloween approaches, there's only one problem, Llewellyn Wells Penhollow. Wells has come to Graves Glen to reestablish his family's connection to the town they founded, as well as to make a new life for himself after years of being the dutiful son in Wales. When he opens up a shop of his own, Penhallow's, just across the street from Something Wicked, he quickly learns he's gotten more than he bargained for in going up against Gwen. When their professional competition leads to a very personal and very hot kiss, both Wells and Gwen are determined to stay away from each other, convinced the kiss was just a magical fluke. But when a mysterious new coven of witches come to town and Gwen's powers begin fading, she and Wells must work together to figure out just what these new witches want and how to restore Gwen's magic before it's too late. I feel like once again, like the little blurb there is like a little misleading because <laughs> a lot of it. that happens in the first like 25% of the book mm-hmm. and then like nothing else after that. It's like very disjointed almost. Mm-hmm. Um, like it jumps around a lot and like you kind of forget yeah. like where you like, are. Like what the, the main problem is. Yeah. Like that describing, oh yeah, her power is fading or whatever. They're not like super focused on that even though i agree very end yeah Yeah. until like her power is like gone gone and they're like oh fuck like we need to figure this out well and it's like even with the whole like rivals thing like they're really only rivals for about 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and then and then they care and they're like oh god yeah and so it's like i wouldn't even call it like i mean i guess it is rivals to lovers but like they gave in like fast (laughs) yeah it wasn't like drawn out it wasn't a slow burn and that is, for me, kind of bordering a little bit on insta-love, um, yeah. which I'm not a big fan of. And so that was kind of pushing it a little bit for me. Like, um, he was down bad pretty much instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you rate this book? So I would rate it like an 8 out of 10 because, mm-hmm. for me, I liked it better than the first book. But it's still not, like, my favorite thing I've ever read. Yeah, I would say kind of the same thing. I gave it, like, an 8.13. It was good. It was cute. It was. It just, like, it felt very rushed. I feel like rom-coms feel like they can only be, like, 300 pages or less, which I kind of get. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to – like, you're not reading those to, like, read a full novel. But also, I think you could have taken, like, a little more time to explain things. Yeah, because you're trying to crunch a lot into this book. Like, a lot happens, but not a lot happens. Yeah, yeah. It's there's weird. no detail yeah that's the thing is we're just like zooming through the like this happened stuff. you don't need to worry about it just know it happened just know that it happened and it <laughs> went okay and we fixed it <laughs> and everything's fine um so let's talk about the characters okay we'll start with Gwen 
So I did like her more in this book. I thought she was very funny. My biggest bone to pick, I think, with her, though, is that, like, she keeps saying, like, I'm allergic to responsibility. Oh, I can, I don't love people. Like, that's just not who I am. Like, I could never see myself in a relationship. And then does all of those things, like, pretty much simultaneously. She's like, I don't want to mentor these witches. And then she's like, just kidding. Come on, girl. I was like, hop in yeah. my little witch van and we're going to go do And she does spells. a bang-up job. And she's amazing. And then, like, well, she was like, Ugh. I, I could never fall in love with this, like, a man. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, she's making out with him almost immediately. And yeah. then they love each other. And so it's, like, I think if we, again, had taken just a little more time to develop, like, that growth, it would For have sure. hit a lot better. But it almost just felt like she's, like, I don't do anything because I'm cool. And mm-hmm. then does them anyway. <laughs> That's how I felt, too, in the first book about her character is we were just trying too hard to make her, like, too cool for A school. girl boss. Like, like, yeah. Girl boss, pussy power. Um, <laughs> which she is all of that. But, like, let's make her, like, more human. Like, she's She's just, a person. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't very well-rounded at all in the first book. She's a little more fleshed out, obviously, in this book because it's her own story. But still, there's just, like, you're not emotionally invested still in these characters. Yeah. Um, I did feel more like I cared about what happened to them than in the first book, but I still didn't yeah. feel like attached. I think I liked her so much just because of that. Not even because of her relationship with Wells, which I thought was cute. I loved her mentor mm-hmm. relationship that she had with the baby witches. That was like cute. that was probably the most like redeeming quality about her. Yeah, I agree. That was cute. She is also just very funny, too, which yeah. makes her likable. And let's talk about Wells. I loved Wells. He's, like, I <laughs> really so was, I was I immediately drawn to, well, I liked it, though, because I was, like, he's kind of an asshole. No, like, in the first book? Oh, in the first In book. the first book, like, I was, like, God, this dude, like, is a dick. Like, he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of liked that, um, like, right from the get-go, when he showed up in Graves Glen, and he was, like, he showed up at the house that his family yeah. owns, and Gwen was in there, like, having a party. That was so funny to me. Like, I just loved the dynamic immediately. I was like, oh, he's kind of grumpy, and, like, uh, he didn't really stay super grumpy, though. Like, he... Well, he, he even says, like, of... that's just, like, a facade he puts on. Like, mm-hmm. he's not actually, like, an a- Like, he's he's an asshole, but he's not. Yeah, like, for sure. I just liked him more than than Reese. Reese was just annoying and very immature. And like, I don't know. I didn't even like his like little scenes he had like in this book either. Like he just is an instigator. Like he just picks at people (laughs) constantly. He's very much a little brother. Like Yeah. Which I I think that's kind of a fun like sibling dynamic, but for a romantic interest, it like makes me not it's interested like, in him i feel like i'd have to babysit you constantly yeah exactly because it, it just makes you think of like a little sibling and it's like mm, that's not attractive no, I so don't yeah take care of you wasn't attached to him no i i did like his inner monologues that he had and like he was just he's very charming and um i love that he came in he's like i'm gonna build an even better store than what you've got going on here and it's gonna be awesome and then when it comes to like the very first week of like their busy season he's like i've made a terrible mistake i feel like he's kind of got this confidence that maybe a little bit too much confidence because he like he was kind of their father's favorite and i think he's just got like this 
not he's not arrogant he has a first child complex yeah he just like very much thinks like oh yeah i can do anything and everything no problem like because their dad was like you gotta do this you can do anything and so he's like hell yeah i can i know and i think like it he starts to realize it for sure in this book like and I I think he even was kind of aware of it in Wales because that bar was just like failing miserably and he was like man I'm not really like doing anything impressive or meaningful and so that's why he was so keen to move to Graves Glen and like try to do something and like I think towards the end too like his relationship with his brothers was like you got to see that a little bit more because Reese is like so very detached from his family like he loves them but I don't think he truly like mm-hmm. has that relationship like Wells does cuz Wells is the oldest brother and so yeah. he feels very responsible for his younger siblings and so I loved how he interacted so differently with Reese and Bowen and like you got to see that dynamic a little more yeah gosh Bowen Bowen's something else (laughs) he kind of intrigues me I know he's like out here just living a life of like (laughs) solitude when he pops into his cabin he's like what the hell is going on in here like he has like magical weapons and like every ingredient known to man and he's like over here making like these like super complex like spells and everything and he's like holy shit like what did they assign you to do here he is so interesting to me and I also just think it's funny like even at the very beginning of the book Bowen just kind of like pops in really quick to talk to Wells Mm -hmm. like before Wells has moved to Graves Glen and he's just like hey, I just came to say this one thing and then just, like, poofs away. Yeah. I just think that's hilarious. Like, Wells didn't even, like, say goodbye and he was just, like, like, gone. Man of few words. Man of very few words. Honestly, I'm kind of, like, into it. I know. Well, I like (laughs) that he kind of, like, alluded to the next book because he's like, oh, you know, I get these trinkets here and there mostly from, like, these people who deal in, like, magical objects. They, like, like to sell them. And that was what that lady does mm-hmm. in the first book. And so it's like, oh, okay. Samantha or Tam- whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> her name? I know. It's something Tamantha. stupid. <laughs> I feel like it's something stupid. That was, like, Tasman or something. That's still stupid. <laughs> Tamantha. I- <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I don't even care that much. We're not going to read it. But also, this book were the baby witches. I loved them. They're such a cute little squad. I thought cute. it was so funny that they call Gwen Glinda. They're like you're they're a just good like witch. Little puppies. I know. I love them, and they're honestly like she can rely on them. They come yes. through for her, and... and I just think it's funny because these are college kids. Like they are adults, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. And we're like, oh, we're like, oh, these little <laughs> babies. <laughs> I mean, I guess Gwen, how old is Gwen? She's, She's like probably like something. 30. So yeah, like, think about that. She's like, kind of a mother figure. I already then. am at the age where I start to feel like college kids are kind of babies. Yeah, and, for sure. In like a sweet way, not like, ew, you're babies, but like, oh, like little you're sibling so energy. Yeah. So it just makes them feel like very... Like, they need to be mentored, which is exactly what she was doing. No, and I love that, like, anytime they messed up, Gwen was like, I'm not going to yell at you, but, like, what the fuck was that? And so, like, whenever they figured out that it was Wells, like, ring that was taking all the power from Gwen, they were like, we'll fight you, like, right here, right now. Yeah. You better square the fuck up. And they're like, we didn't even like you that much anyway. Yeah, like, you kind of suck, but, like, now I really hate you. But then whenever they figure out, like, Gwen's been kidnapped they're like we didn't know who else to turn to and also why are we in a mountain and like why is there a werewolf here <laughs> but like could you come back really quick 
Let's um, talk about Morgan. Oh my god, Morgan. Uh, fuck Dude, Morgan. I knew. I knew she's bad news. Like the second she was like, I was just trying to do this to impress you and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And like it was weird timing. Like I'll admit that. But like, why first of all, why are you in this abandoned home? Mm-hmm. Like that didn't track. And they were just like, Yeah, that makes sense that you would, you know shack up in this abandoned house and like put a glamour on it to make it look all nice and stuff it's like no that still doesn't really make sense Mm -mm. and it's also like and someone just left all these magical objects like in the attic yeah that also doesn't make any sense it was really sus and also one thing that i feel like we never really like the book didn't really justify was that both times when she was inviting wells and gwen she was, like, heavily, like, laying the flirt on, like, both yeah. of them. And they didn't think, like, that was shady either. Right. They even, like, kind of acknowledged that she was flirting with them. Right. And then we just kind of, like, move on. Well, and, like, that's shady behavior. And so it's, like, I get why she was doing it with Gwen because she wanted to steal her power and mm-hmm. stuff. But was she going to try to do that to Wells, too? Like, no. I like, guess we I'm just never really on revisited that. that. The author just kind of forgot she said and that. And also, it took such a dark turn there <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Like, she was like, hey, follow me to my car. I need help with something. And, like, I knew the second she was like, maybe you can come over next week and help me clean out this attic. I was like, oh, she's going to get kidnapped for sure. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, follow me to my car. And I'm like, oh, now she's going to get kidnapped for sure. And then she was. And they're like, we're so sorry. We're going to have to stab you with this sacrificial dagger and drain all of your blood. Like, and I'm like, pardon? where are we? <laughs> can we just, like, let's I'm get sorry. I was having a good time here. <laughs> that got I- spooky. I feel like the motivations were a little bit weak, too, for this storyline. Like, why would they come back to Graves Glen? I thought that was weird because, like, they literally got, you know, expelled from the college or whatever. Wouldn't you get, like, found out that you're evil? Yeah, especially because they killed another student. Yes. Wouldn't whoever's, like, you know, the dean of the college or whatever, if... All of a sudden, Morgan and her cronies are back in Gravesland, and they've now sacrificed Gwen to, like, take over Gravesland. Yeah. Wouldn't the Dean be like, these people are evil, and they literally just murdered like, hey, Gwen? remember when they murdered someone, and then they just and did it again? Did. So I'm like, how, well, I the longevity like of this the plan? motivation was that they were going to, like, take over everything, but it's like, they aren't going to let you just do that. I know, <laughs> and there's, like, what, four of them? Total? Like, I can't remember how many of them there are total of, like, the evil people. Five. Five? Yeah. So it's, like, there's enough witches in Graves Glen. Like, the whole thing is there's a bunch of witches here. Right. Like, they'll just destroy your asses. Like, even though there's five of you, like, surely, like, the rest of them can take you down. I know. Like, there has to be, like, at least, like, 50 witches in Graves Glen at any given moment. So I just don't think they thought that through. Yeah, that, I don't know, that seemed like a really weak plot point. Yeah. Which we'll talk about the storyline. And then Simon, God, because I thought Simon was maybe going to have a redemption arc. me for a loop. I had forgotten all about him. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, he's doubling down. Like he is actually very evil. And like, oh, what pissed me off so bad was that like, poor Wells is going to have like, he has a whole complex from this. Like, he thought his father was just getting old and nostalgic and, Mm -hmm. like, wanted him to fly the nest and stuff. And I was like, that's really nice. But then I'm like, no, it's Simon. Like, yeah. No. Um, so whenever he gets back and his dad's like, oh, you figure that out pretty quick. Wells was like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
you would never do something like that. And he was like, oh, I absolutely would. Like, and, and I, I did. And I'd do it again. And I'd do it again. Um, Yeah, he's evil. Fuck him. So evil. <laughs> and I'm really interested to um, see what happens with Bowen, too. Because Bowen's like, don't worry, guys. I'll take care of it. And mm-hmm. we're like, what does that mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe I will read the third book. Because he has, like, a small armory in his, like, cabin in the woods. And so... I think, like, what Bowen should do is drain his dad's power, take it for himself, and then murder his dad. I don't know. Just spitballing here. I hope he does. <laughs> so, moving on to some thoughts and concerns. We do feel, we both feel this way, as if the, like, the intro to the book was a little bit too similar. There's a couple things in the plot that we didn't like because they were, like, too similar to the first book. So for us, like, what's frustrating about the, like, flashback at the beginning is not only is it similar to the first book, Mm -hmm. but it feels wholly unnecessary for the second book because it doesn't actually affect the storyline at all. Like, they have this flashback moment. Gwen remembers, like, in college... um, like one time he came in and like fixed this thing that she did wrong in class and it like embarrassed her and so she hates him and he like literally like they've never even introduced themselves to each other like they don't know each other and in fact like he doesn't realize that like he had a crush on her back then but didn't even know it was her and then it just never even like filled in the story and so it's like they're you know sleeping together whatever and he like when he says that she like smiles all big she's like haha i've got this great secret i'm like oh she's gonna tell him and then she just doesn't and then it was brought up again and she still didn't tell him and so i'm like what was the point of that that's just so weird that was just sloppy writing i think yeah i just don't understand like why you wrote it like that also just it's so weird that she had beef with him in the first place from what happened in college because he didn't do anything malicious like he literally was just she fucked around with a spell she wasn't supposed to be doing and it caused an issue and then he was happening like to walk by and fixed it and then she was like this dick yeah, because like, people were literally, like, screaming in your class because you made, like, a little dragon like, or some shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, she actually made something that was trying to attack people, and she was, like, mad that he blew it up. She didn't even have it, like, remotely under control, but she's like, don't worry, guys, I got this. And yeah. then, yeah, she did not have it. She yeah. didn't got it. And then she held a grudge for a fucking decade. Hated that. Yeah, that's petty. <laughs> Um, once again, I didn't love the intimate scenes. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't understand, like, why some rom-com authors, like, don't dive deep here. Because mm-hmm. it's like, she set it up to be really, really nice. And, like, it could have been really well written. But it was pretty much a fade to black. Like, yeah. The only thing that makes it not a fade to black is that it does technically explain to you what happened. But it's in, zero detail. it's in, like, two sentences. It's like, and then we had sex and I sat sex. on his face. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it gives me whiplash, though, because it's I like, know. it's it's this nice, like, build up. It's like, like a detailed, and like, like, written. They're dirty talking. They're doing all this stuff. And then when it actually comes down to it, and they're like, and that was it. And I'm like, and that oh, was, that was that. And we're done. I also didn't love, like... With the first book, too, I was not a fan of the ending. But with this one, even more so, it felt like kind of chaotic and forced yeah 
Um, it was just like, there was so much going on and like her powers were gone, but then all of a sudden she just like had access to her powers again for no reason. So I just think that that's kind of silly. Like it just, it comes off as cheesy to just have everything like work for no reason. But I understand this is a rom-com, so it is a little bit cheesy and... It wasn't like over the top cheesy. It wasn't like unbearable, but it was, it did just seem like, I don't, maybe she was on like a deadline to turn yeah. this book in. Yeah. And then like, we need these chapters like yesterday. And she was like, all right, let me just whip something up really quick. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It's like she just chugged a couple coffees and just like sat down and yeah. turned it out. It's like, it's reading like my assignments that I did the night yeah, before. Yeah. It's like the first half of it's like decently thought out. And mm-hmm. then the ending, it's like, I don't give a fuck at this point. I just need that C. Yeah, exactly. That's 100%. <laughs> Um, except we would give this one like a B minus. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Like she was good at like writing under pressure. For sure, for sure. Like she um, pulled it off. I did like the rivals to lovers storyline a little better than I'm not a second chance girly. Like mm-hmm. I don't care for a second chance romance yeah. ever. Agreed. Um, the one caveat to that is a happy place by Emily Henry. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is one the converted only exception. Sort of. I love a good Rivals to Lovers, though, because it's, like, a healthy, like, competition. It wasn't – it was kind of toxic, but (laughs) – but it's, like – I don't know. It's just different. It just hits different because Mm -hmm. there's, like, some preconceived notions because she knew him, like, 10 years ago and whatever, but they weren't, like, intimate. They weren't lovers. They didn't know anything about each other. And so – This book could have been the exact same thing if they just took that part out. And that's kind of why I was bothered by that even being in there because I'm, like, don't don't add to force, like, a second chance on me because I don't even like it. I don't even want it. And it's really, like, unnecessary. But, yes, I agree. I like this storyline better. Yes. Um, I I think the supporting characters in this story were way better. And also just the name Llewellyn is stupid. It's really silly sounding, but the nickname Wells is very cute. And I'm sorry if that's a family name for anybody, but it's it's a bad one. It's it's probably just a cultural difference, but it 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 sounds like a dorky name in the in the good old US of A. So I apologize, (laughs) but it sounds you know, whenever she calls him Esquire. That's hilarious. That's hilarious to me because literally, yeah, her his name just sounds as dorky as Esquire. So I get why she calls him that. Oh, and one more thing I did absolutely just freaking adore in this book is freaking Sir Percival. He gets even better. The yeah. fact that Sir he... Percival is they my call him baby. Tricks. I was shook. She calls him Esquire and it just warms uh, my little heart. Esquire and he calls Reese Dickbag. I know. <laughs> I love Sir Percival so much. Sir Percival's good boy. He says happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, treat. Treat. <laughs> He's so cute. He's such a good boy. Oh, man. That cat makes it all worth it. I do it for him. Yeah, actually, that was my favorite part of, of both of these books. Um, so we don't really have, like, since it was such a short book, we don't have a ton of discussion questions by a ton. I mean, we have one discussion question. Um, I think it's kind of a good, like, general question that we could talk about for a minute. Since we've been doing so many rom-coms recently, um, which is a little different than how we normally do it this time of year, one thing we've noticed is that there, it, there feels like there's a general formula mm-hmm. for writing a rom-com book so what do you think the formula for a well-crafted rom-com would be okay so me personally 
if I'm reading a rom-com, I want it to include, because I guess this is also just personal preference. Mm -hmm. My favorite trope is usually enemies to lovers. Sure. So usually for me, I want there to be like initially some sort of conflict, like right off the bat between these people. Like, I don't know if I, like they need to be like rivals, like, like these two had like, you know, rival businesses. That's kind of fun. I do like that, but there needs to be some sort of rivalry between them to start off with. That's step number one for me. Okay. Step number two is it needs to be set in a small town. Uh-huh. Like for a rom-com to like really hit, it needs to be set in a small town. I, that's just a Okay, I said I don't personally like that. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I do get that. Yeah. And I think that just goes back to like my, my like Hallmark style. Yeah. Preference. And I don't, yeah, I don't really like Hallmark. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. I totally would read a rom-com if it was set in like a city. I'm just saying like the perfect formioli for me, the ravioli, ravioli, formioli is in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a Halloween party last night and I was dressed as Mr. Krabs. And it was really cute. Um, so moving on from that, because we disagree, we'll just say the setting can be anywhere. Sure. But next step is there needs to be something that causes forced proximity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. whether that be they need to like solve a problem together, whatever, they need to be forced proximity. Maybe they have to live together somehow, some way. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they need to be forced together. Yeah. And then, of course, there needs to be, like, some something that, like, really pushes them into each other's arms. Like, okay. I don't know, like, a good, like, one-bed trope, if possible. Yeah. yeah. That would be perfect. But, like, if it's not a one-bed thing and they Something still, like that. Yeah. They'll get together. And then, after they get together for the first time, there needs to be some sort of, like, oh, no, we can't. Like, there has to be, mm -hmm, there has to be, like, oh, no, pull it back, pull it back, we can't. And it could be because of initial conflict, yeah. But, like, or, or some sort of, like, nothing too crazy, but maybe, like, a miscommunication that's not unreasonable would be fine here. Okay. I'm not a big fan of miscommunication in general, but I feel like if it's something that wouldn't, wouldn't make me like baseline yeah yeah then I would accept a miscommunication here if it's small okay and then of course at the end there's some sort of reconciliation yeah yeah, yeah. um for me that's the perfect formula okay so my favorite type of rom-com I love a good best friends to lovers romance oh those are good I have really been into those lately and I love a good office place romance oh I eat that shit up yeah okay so if we're talking office place romance what i think the perfect formula is obviously again kind of that rivals mm-hmm. type thing love it when like they're pitted against each other like yeah. something's happened yeah like at the very beginning so i'm almost thinking like spanish love deception yeah where like they had some weird miscommunication at the mm-hmm. beginning that has just caused them to absolutely despise each other. And so mm-hmm. everything they do is just a competition. Oh, but then when shit. you find love out that he shit. secretly has been down yes. bad, though. Yes. Um, and I, I love that. And so, yeah. So you got to have, like, something happened at the beginning mm-hmm. um, where they just have this deep-seated hatred for each other. And... Like, again, maybe, like, a forced proximity type thing where oh, they get placed that. on, like, the same project uh, and they have to go on, like, a business trip together. Oh, my together. God, they travel together? Yes. Or, like, there's, like, an office competition and they have to, like, I'd like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, So then they have to work together. Yeah. And they find out 
they're pretty compatible, but like they still hate each other. And, and then so, they're at the office late one night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Or they're at like an office work party or something mm-hmm. like that. And like they get drunk and oh, love that stuff. And so, yeah, they get together and then like something will happen, obviously, mm-hmm. like, like maybe the, I don't know, like whatever project they're working on is coming to a close and they don't have to work with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're never going to see each other again. So like, yeah. we better just call it. Quits. Or if there's like a power dynamic and they're yes, like, we can't like, do this. Exactly. Or like someone's like, Hey, I'm, I took a promotion like in a different city or mm-hmm. state. And it's like, I'm moving now. Yes. And so like, that's like, it's not a miscommunication because no one likes those. Yeah. No one it's like those. a push and pull. It's like, like a real thing that could happen. Yeah that they have to figure out like adults yeah is what I need I need exactly. it to be like so I need it to not a very mature like children no yeah I need it to be like a very mature thing that happens where they have to make a very real decision mm-hmm. and then like one of them's going to move away but then they realize they do love each other and mm-hmm. so one of them will follow their hearts stop they're about to get on the plane yes and like they show up at the and they, airport they have already decided i can't get on this plane but they turn yes. around and the and then that there they are there in the airport to convince yes. them to stay and that's exactly uh, what i need from that office place work romance yes now if we're talking best friends to lovers because mm-hmm. these are solid so i recently read one and when I read a best friends to lovers, I need it to be where it's like so fucking platonic to start off with that you're like, these two can never love each other. Mm-hmm. And like slowly, one of them's going to realize that they've had feelings. Like what I'm kind of thinking of, um, it's by Megan Quinn. Mm-hmm. It's called A Long Time Coming. Okay. So it's in that series of like the brothers that I was talking to you about. Yes. I don't remember what the series is called. But yeah, basically like one of them has his best friend they've been best friends since college they met in college Mm -hmm. and decided they were gonna be romantic yeah totally fine totally cool but now she's getting married to this dude he's like a dick and he's like love a good like stop the wedding i don't love this but like i will support you Mm -hmm. type thing but then like he slowly starts realizing he's so against it because he's in love with her oh my god but I think the thing that always makes that the best is that it's always, like, a surprise, like, dominant side type thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, in this one, it's, like, he's this goofy, dorky, like, kind person. But then, like, one night he gets drunk. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, asking her, like, what she knows about herself and, like, what she's not, like, getting from her fiancé. Yeah. And, like, all the ways that he could, like, please her type thing. Oh. And so, like, it's just, like, it's, like, a slippery slope now down into, like, he's opened this door and now, like, can't close it. Yeah, it just, like, flips the switch. That's amazing. Like, Aiden from Window Shopping. Yes, no, that's exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Window Shopping would be, like, another really good example of, like, that perfect mix between, like, a workplace romance Mm -hmm. and almost, like, that best friends to lovers type vibe. Um, And so I think you have to have those. But in the best friends to lovers, yeah, you have to have something where it's, like, they're getting married. Mm-hmm. And that's the major conflict yeah, here. Yeah, because it's like... Because it's like you don't want them to cheat on their fiancé, obviously. Because right. that's trash. Yeah. But also, it's like you want... You're you want rooting for the best friend. Yeah, that you want them to realize they have to call off this yes. wedding. And so the wedding, and it's going to get called off. But now they're in like this new dynamic where it's like, I just you know broke up with my fiancé of five years. It's like, I don't know if I'm ready to just jump into like this new relationship. This and- is giving also um 13 going on 30. Yeah. 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 And I love those. Yeah, me too. And I think that's like a really well-crafted rom-com. Yeah. You know, the other, um, 
best friends to lovers I've read that I liked. It was what made it really good was a fake dating trope. Yeah. So best friends fake mm-hmm. date and then realize they're actually in love. Yes. Um, that one that you're reading right now, the Gilroy clan, mm-hmm. that first one is like a best friends to lovers. Ooh. And that one's so, like, so good. And so, yeah, I think that would be, like, my ideal well-crafted rom-com. Yeah. Is that, like, now they're navigating this new relationship where one's single, one's been pining after the other. Mm-hmm. And they have to figure out at what point is it tasteful to, like, be together. Yeah. Which, like, to be honest. It's whatever you deem is tasteful for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because when you think about it, if they've been best friends their entire lives, really, they've already they yes. already know they love each and other and it's like i love it when they realize they love each other because now we can skip all that bullshit where they're dating like yeah, like they already know everything that no, there is no, to know about getting each other married next, yeah like yeah next let's week. just leave you know what let's just use the wedding. venue exactly yeah you know what you you call up the wedding an hour before you're supposed to go out there mm-hmm. but and since all the guests are already coming like you might as well and just exactly. be like <laughs> surprise yes. yeah so follow-up question is, do you feel like this story succeeded in following that formula? There are no. some things that, no, I feel like there's some things that it did not. Because again, we talked about the little flashback thing at the beginning, unnecessary. It wasn't strong. Especially because they, like, it never came full circle. Like, we never tied up any of the loose ends from that. And... It very well could have just been like they met for the first time when Wells came to yeah. Gren- Graves Glen, like, and for it would have been fine. Three seconds they yeah. met, yeah. So I would have preferred that. So I think what this book was doing, and same with the X Hex, is I think it was trying to cram too many components into yeah. one. Because here's a good example of what we just did: like we described basically three different formulas with varying amounts of tropes and you can in them or change them as needed yeah but it can't have everything no and i feel like these books do try to have everything like it's just throwing anything that's hot and topical in and just trying to sell off of that yeah basically what we were given is like a whitewashed like rom-com yeah it's, it's like, like let me hit all the points mm-hmm. for what is popular yeah and like see what's if it, trending on tiktok and, and i'm gonna sticks. throw that together and then you can like market it as whatever and every exactly. single buzzword and it just yeah. became too busy and, and there was the like about these books is it's there's so much going on, but there's no detail. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. It's very surface level. Yeah. Um, And it could have been really good. Like, yeah. it could have been amazing if we had just maybe added 50 to 100 more pages mm-hmm. worth of content. And character development. Character development. If we had had like a very strong intro to why they're rivals to, you know, why she feels the way she does because we don't really get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see a little more like relationship building there because I feel like they were just through each other, like through each other at each Yeah. Through themselves at each other is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because once they realized there was physical chemistry, then they, that's fine for you to hook up before you fall in love. That's yeah, totally fine. Yeah, but then don't tell me that oh we love each other because we have physical chemistry. Like no, no, you don't know each other like that. <laughs> that's um, not that's not the same. Thing. And it can be because she's like the argument for that was so stupid. He's like I was in love with this girl with purple hair, and it's like you weren't though because you didn't you even didn't know, even it, was know it was her. You didn't even know her name. And so that felt like a very weak argument. Yeah, that was me. really stupid. Um, so yeah, the whole thing like it was just it wasn't fully like flushed out Mm -hmm. because it was trying to do too much yeah it was doing too much 
And that's okay. I mean, it was still cute though. Yeah. I still like was entertained and I'm trying to come for this author. And I feel like we have the last no, couple of weeks. Yes. I 100% because again, at the end of last episode, we were like, if you love Hocus Pocus type vibes, you love a cute little rom-com. This is love the perfect a quirky book, main book for you. female character mm-hmm. and that this is your book. Yeah. Like this book is, is perfect for that. And so I want to like it's make cozy. sure we're not discrediting it. Um, it's just like, if you were looking for something that has like substance to it. Yeah. These this are may not, have missed the mark a little yeah, bit. Yeah. These are like just quick little like reads that you can do and not put a whole lot of like, I guess you like don't even effort. Have to think about it when you're reading. Yeah, which sounds bad, but it you sounds don't. bad. But I don't mean that in a bad way. No, because trust me, I read so much substanceless literature. Um, yeah, it's like we've been reading nothing but monster smut for the last like three weeks. Yeah, it was for research. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but also for entertainment. Also, yeah. <laughs> but and that... so it's okay to read. Yeah. Oh. Fluff. We are we are queens of reading fluff because hey we got to meet our reading goals somehow. Listen, I got thirty books that I have yeah, to finish we before can't the end be of the reading one hundred fantasy books that are seven hundred pages. I can't do that. You know, yeah. I need these two hundred page books. Yeah, I need some novellas thrown in too. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to our Halloween episodes this year. Join us next week. We are going to be discussing Thanksgiving-themed books that we, we found. We have found some good ones. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so we'll be kicking off November with that. Yeah, it's turkey season, baby. But yeah, it's going to be a fun, festive season from here on out because then we're going to roll right into um, the holiday season with Christmas and whatever you celebrate. Yeah, the um, winter holidays. But yeah, so the week after, we're going to be discussing another thanksgiving theme book but we're diving a little bit deeper it's called thanksgiving with the naughty boss by jayla west yeah so we're excited for that <laughs> one very intrigued by this one <laughs> um so yeah guys go ahead and get started on thanksgiving with the naughty boss we'll talk to you next time and as always let's get lit